Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. We are back with the recap episode of week three. I am your host, Alex, with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you? We fucking did it. We we had a winning week. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't flawless, but hell of a lot been. better than last week. It goddamn should have been. And we'll yeah, get to that. It was it was a little close. All right. Uh let's just jump in and talk about the games, huh? Yeah, let's do the bullshit report. Absolutely. First up, our best bet of the week. We had the Baltimore Ravens minus three over the New England Patriots. That one hit. Was that a legit win or was it bullshit? Um, so this was a mix. Um, it, we legitimately deserved to win. However, there was a lot of bullshit in this game. Yeah, like I agree with that. We benefit from Mac Jones throwing. I think it was. Yeah, I'm looking at my chart right now. Four pickable balls. You can't count on that. However, the Ravens only caught two of them. Yeah, you make a good point non-verbally on a podcast. We kind of can count on Mac Jones turning the ball over, although maybe not for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, apparently he's uh, that high ankle sprain is going to keep him out for a while, but that's for later, maybe. Um, he, I think you can count on him to throw a couple of pickables. I, I played the Ravens defense like for my team in fantasy this week. Cause I thought that they would get a bunch of turnovers from Mac shitty ass and kind of did. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing we learned is just that Baltimore's secondary for whatever reason, despite having incredible talent fucking sucks. They cannot do shit. Yeah. They're not great. I, they're most of the time, most of the time they're busting coverages, but when they're not Marlon Humphrey and or Marcus Peters are just in terrible shape, I guess, because they're consistently and frequently jogging in plays where if they would just look at the fucking ball, they would catch the fucking ball, but they, they don't. And they just face guard and then they just let the ball fall into the receiver. It's they're not good. Marcus Peters. I understand he's coming off a big injury. He's always been a bit of like a gambler and he's been prone to give up big plays because he's always trying to jump stuff. Marlon Humphrey, though, has been kind of surprising. I, I know that they're doing, they're trying a new defensive scheme under, uh, what's it, McDonald? It's another one of you fucking Irish. Uh, they're everywhere. Yeah, you are Legion. Uh, I know that it's a new defense, and I know, but it's supposed to be reminiscent of the Wink Martindale defense, but they just bust a lot of coverages, man, and they're not getting any pressure because they don't have any edges. And whereas Martindale used to go out of his way to create pressures by being clever, this defense seems content upon doing the opposite and just creating coverage. I, it's it's broken. And I'm we'll be talking about this team a little bit later in a different segment. Yes, absolutely. Um, so overall, I think we deserve the win, although you're right, there was some some fucky stuff that went on throughout the game, but I think it's legit. It was a good best bet. A game that maybe wasn't so legit. We lost Oakland minus two against Tennessee. We knew it was going to be a bit of a toss up, but do you think the outcome was bullshit? A little bit, but also not. I think the bullshit averaged out. Again, a game with a lot of bullshit in it, but so like Darren Waller dropped a really good pass in the end zone that turned into an interception. That's a seven point swing. On the other hand, the Raiders got a 60 yard pass on fourth and 19 to extend a drive, which led to the almost game tying touchdown. So like there was a lot of bullshit. It went both ways. I think that this outcome was probably pretty just. I think we were just wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Tannehill had a had a big bounce back game and Carr still is very up and down. And I just don't think we hit on that part of the evaluation. Yeah, and I think that the largest see the thing is every game so far this year, and I'm stealing from pardon my take, which is never a good thing to do as an intelligent human, but they make a good point this morning is the Raiders are incapable of playing two good halves of a football game, but in every single game, they've played one half that was like really good because the second half of this game, the Raiders were on fire, yeah. but the first half exists. So hopefully they get Renfro back this upcoming week. That'll help. Their offensive line has like low key been all right this year. And that's encouraging, but not beating Tennessee smarts. And they didn't get gypped on this one. This was real. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next one. You can take uh, a bit of a victory lap as your boy Marcus Mariota hit against the Seattle Seahawks. We had a money line. They pulled it off. They finally fucking did it. Um, you know what? It's, it's a little early for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me, because Marcus Mariota, I said before the season started, he is a top 10 quarterback, and I was wrong, because he's a top fucking one quarterback so far this year. Is that sustainable? Certainly not. Did I expect it? Evidently not. But he's been fucking great. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it. I think the only real gripe you can have against him is that that man has fumbled in crunch time at the end of the game every week now. He cannot stop. Which, it's just like mind-bending because he plays so well and then he's like all right let's let's give him the ball at the worst possible time for no reason like he's not being like in the seattle game he wasn't being pressured it was just a fucking read option and he dropped the ball very literally he literally dropped the ball left he almost lost the game um yeah and the fumbles have always been a problem he's had going back to oregon and i can't explain it and i feel like it should be random and it should stop but evidently it is not and it will not so I don't know what to do with it, but I do know that I'm I'm happy we won this bet. And it Me was not too. bullshit. We deserved it. Yeah. They were they were the better team. I, I watched a good amount of that game. They I mean honestly, I think they did just outplay Seattle. Yeah, it was a clean game. All right. I don't really have anything else to say about it. So we can move on to the next game. We did have another win with the Los Angeles Rams at minus three and a half, taking down the Arizona Cardinals. Legit or bullshit? So fucking easy. Honestly, it was bullshit that this game was an eight-point game. It should have been worse. Like, we were very correct. We were extremely correct. Yeah, that game never felt close. No. All right, we can go to the next one. This was a toughie. The San Francisco 49ers, we had them minus one and a half. They did not cover that. They lost the Denver Broncos. We trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. We wasn't supposed to be trusted in the first place. He is correct. We never should have trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. It was fucking, by the way, that that was perfectly done. No, Jimmy Garoppolo single-handedly lost this game, whether you want to blame it on the uh, the self-induced safety or the random interception to nowhere. Uh, when they were already in field goal range, uh, we were on the phone. The, the public needs to know. We were on the phone when the 49ers had just gotten the ball in a field goal range with about two minutes and 20 seconds left. And I said to you, I want every fucking play from here until the field goal to be a halfback dive up the gut. You and did. the very next Second, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a ball into quadruple coverage against leverage to like the only person who could have had a chance at catching that ball was the linebacker whose hand it hit. Sure enough, it pops up in the air and a different defensive back catches it. But 
I don't know. It was first down. I don't know what he was doing. And a lot of me wants to say this is fucking insane bullshit because we lost the game winning field goal. And the only reason we needed a game winning field goal is because of the fucking safety he took in the first place. All of this is bullshit and it's all Jimmy Garoppolo, but we bet on Jimmy Garoppolo and he's arguably the worst quarterback in the league that starts. Yeah, I think this one was more of we we screwed up than it being bullshit. It's a little bit like last week when we bet on Mitch Trubisky. Yes. Uh, this is what you get for betting on a bad quarterback. We don't like new rule. We don't bet on terrible quarterbacks. Yes, that is that is written down. We'll see how much we end up adhering to it. We try the fuck it, not to. It has been recorded. That hurt. That hurt a lot. That ruined my entire fucking weekend of football, despite the fact I made money. Yeah, you you were riding quite a high, even like halfway through that game. And then the Jimmy G happened and the end of that game went as it did. And it was you were just completely deflated. I wasn't sure you were going to make it through the night. There are certain weeks, such as week two this year, where you wake up in the morning on Monday and you think to yourself, like, fuck, how am I going to look myself in the mirror? Like, this was terrible. I'm a complete failure and I thought I was smart and maybe I'm very dumb. And I felt that way this morning, despite a winning week in both profit and winning percentage. We were a Jimmy Garoppolo self-safety away from going four and one in the contest. And, and I felt like a fucking idiot because I bet on Jimmy G and San Francisco, which is the terrible place. Yeah. I think we deserve that a little bit, but on the bright side, our bonus pick hit those crappy Carolina Panthers more than covered their plus three. Yeah. It's too bad. Nobody ever suggested that we make them one of our five bets. Uh, I cannot blame you for a second. You know that you were okay not making them a bet. And I I said this exact thing would happen. Yes, no, we knew that this would happen. And largely the reason I did not pick them as one of my five is because I didn't want to jinx them. I needed them to win this game for Baker's sake. And I'm not joking at all when I say I stayed away for Baker's sake. It worked. You're you're a true a true altruist. It worked so well that he literally played his worst game so far as a Panther and still won. Yeah, but bonus pick caches. Uh, was that was that legit or was it bullshit? Um. So on one hand, it's a little bullshit because it was a lot of turnover luck. But on the other hand, like it's not like the Saints were ever in the game. It's not like the game was ever close. So and it's not like the Panthers poured it on either. Like they got the lead and they decided to try to coast and they did. So while there it was a it was a legitimate win built on a foundation of bullshit. I, I like that. Like, I think if it I was a no turnover that. game, it would have looked a lot different, but the Panthers probably would have won or at least covered. However, we'll never know because the game immediately became bullshit. All right. I think that wraps us up. Uh, largely a legitimate week. Yeah. I think it, it really was all either good picks or a couple things we overlooked and paid for it. Yeah. No, largely across the NFL, this, this week was pretty justifiable. Awesome. Well, let's move on. All right. After such a rough week last week, uh, let's start with some high energy and do fuck you pay me, especially because we won this week. All right. Let's see if the uh, let's see if the sound note will actually work this time. Fuck you. pay. Well, we got a second of it. <laughs> we it's just a kind of a fuck you. Which that's fine. Yeah, I mean, we we got paid already. We don't need you to pay me, but fuck you. Um, so yeah, we we already mentioned Marcus Mariota. That felt great. How about for the next fuck you pay me? We talk about Kyler Murray. Not only is he terrible. Not only is he terrible at quarterback, but he's apparently the worst man. I don't know if you saw his post game press conference quote, but he said something to the very near effect of. 
I told these dudes that when they play with me, they got to be awake, which is a really fun way of excusing yourself for being terrible at playing football within the confines of the, the script and the game plan. And then blaming everybody around you for not being able to jibe with your fuckery that you concoct to escape all of your mistakes. Like Kyler Murray's like, oh yeah, I know I can't pass on time or in the middle of the field or accurately or precisely, but I'm going to run around in circles and throw the ball up in the air somewhere. And you got to be able to fix that for me. Okay. And he doesn't see the irony in that indignance. He's a piece of shit and he's not good at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think there have been a ton of stories about the guy not being super mature. Yeah. I think think mature is a, a euphemism for tolerable. Yeah. I mean, he just seems selfish, but and then, you know, they did all the stuff with him, you know, in his contract of, you know, the the qualifiers about him and needing to watch a certain amount of tape and comments about him in the locker room or stuff like after the game all lead me to believe that, yeah, he's kind of a dick. Another euphemism for very a gigantic at, dick. Yeah. And he's not incredible at football like he was in college where you could just be such a humongous asshole. Honestly, I, a little bit of, I understand why him and Baker are friends. <laughs> um, Kyler's worse. Oh but, God. Yeah. Uh, but they're both totally guys that are always right. And if you disagree with them, like you're the one fucking up. You hear those sirens, those, those are the cops coming to get you for your slander. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No, 100%. Um, in a very similar vein, like almost the exact same vein, but for almost opposite reasons, Russell Wilson, not only delusional, not only believing that he is truly a prophet of Christ himself, just terrible at playing quarterback, like we've said for two years. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it while we were watching that game of you really were one of the first people on it. But yeah, seems like the the public is coming around to the idea that Russ is completely washed. It wasn't just Seattle being a, a bad team. He he just can't really do it anymore, man. Like his decision making is trash. He can't throw it in the middle of the field. He bails out of clean pockets. Like He's just not good. Yeah, no, there's no he was never the guy that people wanted him to be like when they were winning playoff games in Seattle, he was not good, but explosive. He was below average, but explosive. He was Kyler Murray just with a different game plan threw downfield more, didn't throw any screens. Um, And then because he won so much, people wanted him to be an elite quarterback. Like I remember when I was like a senior in high school or some shit and Madden made Russell Wilson higher rated than Tom Brady. And their excuse was like, well, in Madden, Russell Wilson's height doesn't affect him. So he's a 94 overall, but that doesn't take into account height. And I was still like, yeah, but also both of these numbers are way the fuck off. This is before I even started watching film. This is just like watching two football games per time slot as a regular person with cable and being like, that doesn't match the fuck up. Anyhow, I'm glad that Russell Wilson's falling back to earth. And I also have breaking news for you. Speaking of breaking, Miles Garrett has been in a non-life-threatening car crash and is in the hospital. What? To the internet. To the internet we go. Uh, I think my only fuck you pay me, it's it's a semi-serious one, but my sober king continues to win games. Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins knock off the, uh, the water-depleted bills. All 14 of those offensive points. Fucking woo-hoo! Uh, what did, what did Josh Allen do? Mike sober King just flipped it. He went, Hey, we don't need to worry about the scoring this week. The sheer, the I'll shut down Josh. 
the sheer mystery that is Mike McDaniel's racial makeup confused Josh Allen so badly that he regressed to 2018 Josh Allen threw five balls at the hands of Miami defenders and fumbled two more. And PFF still gave him a higher grade than they gave Baker Mayfield. I swear to fucking Christ, I don't know what world this is. If you have seven turnover-worthy acts, I say acts specifically because one of the fumbles happened on the same play as one of the pickables. It was a two-turnover play. So six turnover-worthy plays, seven turnover-worthy acts. If you have seven times that you've tried to give the ball away, I'm sorry, you can't have above a fucking 40 PFF grade. And if you do, throw PFF out. It's actually, it's gotten so bad that on the PFF, like main podcast that they do on YouTube, the live comments are literally just everybody saying your quarterback grades fucking suck. Because <laughs> they, do. they don't make sense. They never have. I'm, I'm just glad people are catching up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily that Silver King made Tua God for a second week in a row. It may have been a little aided by it being incredibly hot and humid and half the Bills team cramping, but I don't care. Uh, Mike McDaniel's 3-0 with a terrible quarterback. You know what? And and the, the hits don't stop coming because we can't fucking bet on them this week <laughs> or <Nope>. against them. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bengals-Dolphins. That is uh, quite a matchup. All right. Um, we patted ourselves. We patted ourselves on the back enough. There's just that mu- not that much to say because apparently I'm never going to get my fucking shine for telling everybody the truth of Marcus Mariota for four years. I just I've been saying since I was fucking starting law school, like, hey, this guy's a really really good quarterback, and everybody's been laughing at me saying like, you're actually you have problems in your brain. Like, it's not you. The chemicals they're not correctly distributed, and then. And he just goes out and balls the fuck out on a team that everybody said was bereft of talent for three straight games. And he's not even hurt yet. And every, and nobody's, my dick is noticeably dry. And that's well, inappropriate. Well, I think it's because it, it's been three games and uh, at any moment he can end his season. Counterpoint. And those. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Tua Tagovailoa has had one game in which he led an offense that scored more than 14 points. And people are ready to suck his dick clean off. Yes. But that's because he has very exciting plays. What? No, no. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle have exciting plays. Yeah, you're you're right in an accurate view of the situation. <laughs> However, the popular view. <laughs> this is the thing I don't understand because the the same people will suck Tua off for throwing an incredibly inaccurate ten yard underthrown go ball to Tyree Kill, where he stops, reties his shoes, comes back, gets the ball, makes four dudes miss, and does a punt return to the end zone. And like that's great. Tua's elite. But Baker Mayfield will throw like a very accurate ball on a busted coverage for a 60-yard touchdown. And everybody's like, yeah, but he wasn't even covered. It's like, pick one. I'm fine with not giving him credit on either, but pick one. I mean, it doesn't change my fucking it doesn't change my grading system, which is all that matters to me because it told me the truth of Marcus Mariota. But fuck me, dude. I forgot. I here's tell you what. And if you want me to say I fucked up, I fucked up. You want to know how I fucked up? I forgot over the course of the summer just how fucking delusional and ignorant NFL fan bases are. I thought they could be humans who you could maybe appeal to or reason with. And I was dumb. It was almost as dumb as when I bet on Jimmy Garoppolo and made him a central part of my handicap. Yeah, we I think that's a, a theme for us is that when we bet because the other like the other option is really bad, not because we like the option we're picking. It's gone poorly for us. Like we didn't bet on the 49ers because we like them. We bet on them because 
we hate Denver. Trey Lance is so bad. Yeah. We thought they had to be getting undervalued. True. And getting a bump by even Jimmy Garoppolo. Preach. But we still, by doing that, bet on fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just like when we bet on Trubisky and the Steelers because we were betting against Mac and the Patriots. So basically, our consistent issue is that we are player hating way too hard. <laughs> yes. We are player haters of the year, and it is costing us. We need to appreciate the things that are good slightly more than we are hating the things that are terrible. And I actually think that that's a good way to go about life as well as winning money in the NFL. Look at this. You get bets and life advice. All right. I mean, other than that, we didn't fuck up shit. Like we were, we were no, spot the fuck I, on. Yeah, I mean, it, Tennessee really that game was just Tannehill went off. And, yeah, Tannehill was great. <laughs> and I don't know, like at that point, it's just as reasonable that Derek Carr could have gone off and Tannehill had a bad game than Tannehill go off and Derek Carr have a really shitty first half. We're Darren Waller catching a ball in the end zone away from walking away from that, thinking we had a nice bet with a five point win over the spread. That is like Darren Waller catches that ball in the end zone. All of a sudden, instead of losing by two. They're winning by seven. Shit happens. Yes, there's a lot of bullshit involved, like we mentioned earlier. I think we got the handicap wrong and we should have gone elsewhere, but I think it was about a 50% bet. Yeah. Because right. so we want to hit 60% bets. So that would be ideal. Well, a thankfully short segment of I fucked up. You want to move on to some gas fade looking forward? All right. And into the final segment, gas and fade. And talk about some teams moving forward. Yeah, I just I wish I had fucking cool sound clips for gas and fade, but I don't know what those things sound like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can just get some like real Mansers level uh, sound effects. Just have like a car peeling off. That's not a good sound effect. I did a bad job. It's like I don't. That was that was a. Okay, let's do what I'm good at and talk about football because I can't do sound effects. My gas kind of sounded more like a really squeaky fart than a car peeling off. Uh, All right. Still appropriate. I don't want to gas anybody. Not really. I'm not high on anything I've seen. The NFL has mostly been shit lately. I do, however, want to fade the fuck out of Miami and Cincinnati. We told you a week ago. We were like, we told you a week ago, we're going to want to fade Cincinnati because they're going to go to New York and they're going to beat the fuck out of the Jets. And people are going to be like, they're back. Joe Burrow is back. He deleted his social media and now he's elite again. By the way, how quickly everybody has just taken him out of their top 10 quarterbacks and like out of their top five under 25 lists. Just like it never fucked. Like they didn't fucking bitch at me all summer about him not being highly rated in my fucking film study. Yeah. Results over process. It happens to a lot of quarterbacks. Honestly, it kind of happened to Baker. After Mm -hmm. Baker's rookie year, like a lot of people would fight you. It turns out that most people have extremely rapidly changing quarterback rankings because their rankings are based on statistics, which do not have very much to do with actual performance. And therefore they vary wildly because they are static rather than predictive or indicative. Uh, And because of these constant changes, people should become wise to the fact that the ways that they are grading and evaluating quarterback play are terrible, just really shitty. But they don't, so they don't, so I guess I'm just an idiot for finding a system that's relatively stable and continues to make me money. Anyhow, the Bengals, we want to fade. 
because beating up on the Jets is not impressive, especially because the Jets were injured. They were literally fighting with each other on the sidelines and the Jets are still the Jets. On the other hand, they're playing the Dolphins and the Dolphins just had one of the most fraudulent wins of the season. Josh Allen, who is by all accounts, a top five quarterback played arguably the worst, second worst. God damn it. If it wasn't for the Sunday night game, he would have played the worst game of the week. Uh, It was terrible. He had a rough showing. It was fucking terrible. Dude, even after all five pickables and two fumbles, one of the last plays of the game, he had a wide open flat in the end zone and he threw it five yards short of the flat. It was in, it was a flat. It was less than a yard downfield. He short armed it by five yards. Josh fucking Allen, cannon armed Allen. And then even after that fuckery, due to the butt punt turning into a safety, the Bills still could have and probably should have kicked a field goal to win the game were it not for the fact that they were a half second too slow in spiking the ball before about a 50-yard field goal from their great kicker, who also missed a kick in the game, which would have been the difference. Like, just left, right, and center. The Dolphins got lucky as fuck. At home, in the heat, Stefan Diggs cramping up for half the game. Like, just unreal. But we can't fade either of these teams because they play each other We on Thursday, and it's going to be terrible. And I'm going to have to chart it just for arguing's sake. But it's going to be bad football, and they suck. Yeah, it'll be... See, I think it'll still be a fun football game to watch, though. No. Why not? Because <laughs> I hate it. I hate uh, it so much. There, these are a bunch of these are quarterbacks that rely entirely on their wide receivers against not great secondaries. Yeah, should be explosive. It, there will be points, but the problem is that no matter what happens, this game is going to end with all of Twitter sucking the dick of one of these bad quarterbacks, and me just sitting there shaking my head with my arms crossed, like you motherfuckers. Why do you keep doing there, this? There's a worse outcome. Uh, they suck the dicks of both of these bad quarterbacks. I'm After aware. a Chiefs Bills esque game where they just both score like 45 plus points, Tua and Joe Burrow just launching 700 yards apiece. I am painfully aware. Um, I don't think that'll actually happen. I do. I think they'll score a good amount, but they're not getting 40s. All right. Um, let's see. Who else do I want to fade? Oh, I kind of. So a week ago, we wanted to gas Indianapolis. And then they went in and had a fraudulent win over Kansas City. And now I kind of want to fade Indianapolis. So I guess we're back on square one with Indianapolis. Yeah, I think right now we just don't touch that team or a game they're playing in because they are strange. They look bad. Like they didn't even really look good against Kansas City. Like the offense is still. They can't move the ball still, even with all the receivers. And Alec Pierce played really well. Yeah. So I, I think that team is still not great. I just don't think we're really going to get value on them. And I feel like at a certain point they have to like snap back into form. That's the thing. I don't want to fade them because they're going to be solid and I don't want to bet on them because they haven't shown it. Um, All right. What about, what about the lions? Do we do anything with them? Because they've been, they just keep playing well. I'm just going to keep not, I'm not going to fucking touch the lions. I don't know what to do because they were, they, their offensive coordinator manufactured a bunch of points against the Vikings who have a terrible secondary, but still, and then they've rabled. They went from going on it on fourth, going forward on fourth downs and being aggressive to kicking a long field goal and missing it because I don't have a very good kicker. Yeah, that part wasn't ideal. And, and and like even even beyond that, like the entire second half, they they got blown out in the second half as the Vikings stormed back. It's I don't want to touch them. I don't know what to do with them. And I'm just going to I'm going to put them over in a quarantine corner and just no. Yeah, I don't hate putting them kind of with the Colts in the 
let's see what happens another couple weeks down the line. Yeah, we don't have to bet every game, and those are just two games we probably won't bet. Yep. I'm a little more optimistic about the Lions that this is like who they are. Yeah, I think that they're probably a seven to nine win team. I just can't get a feel for how, when, or where. And I don't know what the line should ever be with that. It should probably never be bigger than minus six, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll Um, see. We'll see. How do you feel about fading the Saints? Because I kind of think I'm ready. I I hate to say it, but Jameis has looked terrible. Yeah, he's looked very bad. The they just can't do much of anything on offense. No, and the defense isn't as killer as I would have thought. Mostly because their defensive line finally came crashing back to earth where it belongs. Because none of those players are actually very good. Um, but it's I don't want to fade them because I've I was so high on them to start the season, but they have disappointed me chronically. I mean, fuck this, the the Falcons held them to like five points because it was somewhere between three and ten uh they held them to like under 10 points in week one until the fourth quarter when prevent defense went awry so like i don't have any hope for the saints i kind of want to it's a light fade for me yeah i just wonder how much value they even have anymore because everyone just watched them lose to matt rules carolina Catching, they're catching three in London against the Vikings. Well, British cock for you. Well, uncircumcised cock for you. <laughs> um, do you think cock travels well? I have no fucking idea. And I don't know if I like morning cock, but I would figure he's going to give a pretty hard performance that early. Mm-hmm. And try real hard. Like, on, like honestly, inconveniently hard. Uh, Got to wake up early for that cock. All jokes aside, and we'll get to this when we do the call tomorrow night, but I don't know. I don't know if either team has any advantage whatsoever going over to London because it's two new coaches. Yeah. And two teams that just aren't very good. And they're not like terrible. But and I don't I don't know what to do with Kirk Cousins' fucking communion wine addiction on a Sunday morning that early. Do they have churches in Britain? Yeah, I think they're all church England, but yeah, but I, do they drink communion wine there? Is I mean, I would have to imagine you find the right church. What if it's watered down and he doesn't get turned? Who knows, man? There's a lot of variables here that I just don't want to put on Kirk. This is for the I think him being on Sundays. Sundays so keeps him in, you know, he's still in, he's riding high off the the church wine, having his God hole filled. We've got a God Um, hole and a cock. Yeah. Why do you think they fit so well together, man? I'm not going to go there, but I also don't think that Kirk Cousins is Catholic, so I don't have to. Yeah, I don't think he is. He doesn't strike me as Catholic. I've already made fun of the Irish once today. I can't do it twice. That's becoming a hate crime. Um, teams to Anti-Irish guess. Anti-Irish agenda. It's strong. Uh, fuck. Who do we guess? Nobody's really looked any fucking good, dude. Like, And anyone that has has already been hyped to hell. Like, the Eagles are... I half want to fade them. Because Washington's terrible defense and terrible offensive line kind of showed a blueprint. If Carson Wentz could have stopped eating sacks and being stripped, they showed some chinks. Well, no, can't say that word. They showed some cracks in the armor of Philly's coverage. And on the other side of the ball, Washington exposed the fact that even if you have terrible corners, if you just play man coverage, Hertz doesn't know what to do. He was just throwing balls up to Devontae Smith of all fucking people and hoping that he could moss dudes. And he did more often than not. But one... They didn't score shit or move the ball in the second half again. And two, as I mentioned before, Jalen Hurts just looked legitimately bewildered by man coverage. Okay, well, you know, this actually kind of is a a nice transition because do you know who the Eagles play next week? The Jacksonville Jaguars. God damn it, I kind of want to fade them. (laughs) That are getting a lot of hype. 
you can't fade the entire league, I guess. See, I think you kind of can, but then you get into the point of you're not fading anyone. It's like if everyone's special, then nobody's special. It's the participation trophy argument. You you like your boomer arguments, man. I'm just trying to see how we find a fucking angle here, and I'm having a hard time. Luckily, I love the card this week, and I've already made almost all my bets. But as far as gassing teams goes, oh, dude, we got a gas buffalo. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know how much value they're going to drop by off of that last week, but a lot. any drop? The line, so they were minus four and a half against Baltimore, and now that line is down to minus three. Actually, I think it's already back up to three and a half. Well, I got in at minus three, so fuck Me everybody. Too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like that line. That's good value. We, uh, we made out, especially because you consider if it moved from four and a half down to three, that's one and a half across two key numbers. That's a big move. That's a field yeah. goal move for what? And you got to assume they have Jordan Boyer back, which no Micah Hyde for the rest of the year obviously hurts. But you have one of those stud safeties that helps a lot. Well, I mean, hey, the entire backup secondary of the Bills basically shut down to a tag of Iowa, the elite quarterback and the, the preeminent quarterback in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. and the budding genius offensive mind that is Mike McDaniel. Well, I don't want to say that because I think he might actually be really good. I know he is very good. I'm just going to call him the best coach in the league until it becomes true. All right. I think we've done all we can with gas and fade. It's just a weird week to gas or fade everybody. Everybody's overreacted in every which direction, and we're kind of left where we started. Yep. It's, you know, with the the overreactions pulling us in so many directions, we kind of just stay where we already were. All right. With that, I think we've recapped. I think we've talked football. I think we've watched football. Let's depart. I'm going to head over to the Meadowlands and watch this terrible fucking game in person so I can make a little extra money on live bets. And, uh... Yeah, fucking Monday, baby. Make Monday a good day, baby. Yeah. Anything to add? Uh, you're a brave soul for going to this game. I might wear Cowboys colors, too. And you you have a good time and get lumped in with just, like, the worst people. <laughs> My hobby since moving to New York has been going to sporting events where teams that I kind of like or have at least bet on are playing against New York and then just coming as close as possible to getting my ass kicked for rooting for the wrong team. Especially because you're rooting. I mean, it actually probably helps you that you're rooting for Cooper Rush tonight compared to Dak. I don't because think I feel like Dak. Dak, Dak's easier to piss off other people, whereas Cooper Rush, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy, what a dick. Be like, no, he's rooting for Cooper Rush. Like, <laughs> feel bad can't for be him. that bad of a guy. No, I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the Bovada servers to be slightly slower than real life so that I can make between one and ten thousand dollars live betting the outcome of each play as they happen on Monday Night Football. And I'm also rooting for the Cowboys to win by at least two points because I have bet on the Cowboys minus one basic handicap being that Micah Parsons is just is going to wreck Evan Neal and Daniel Jones sucks and the Giants should absolutely not be even close to favored in this game due to two fraudulent wins. Like the the Giants have two fraudulent wins. They can't get a third in a row, right? I agree. I think the the Dallas defense is pretty good. I mean, they got two good rushers. That's that's yeah. enough. Um, and is they're going to give the Giants fits. Let's pray.
I, I just don't know if anyone's going to be able to score because of competent offense. I feel like a lot of your scores are going to come from other things. Well, hey, the Panthers didn't have a competent offense, and apparently Baker Mayfield is a terrible fucking quarterback, and they still should have beat him were it not for terrible fumbles. So we'll see. All right. Fucking Monday, baby. I think we've done it. I think we're all good. We had a winning week, finally, a clean winning week on both sides of the columns. Uh, with that, I guess we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hasta.